This is the Business of Apps podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders of the global app industry and the world's fastest growing apps. You can find more app news, data and analysis over at businessofapps.com. Welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. On this show, we invite app industry professionals to cover various topics. We promise to do our best to keep it both insightful but brief. In this episode, we have Darren Lutz, Digital Transformation Consultant at Shell. Darren, welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. Hi there. Nice to be here and discuss. So, yeah. Okay. Pleasure. Great. Thank you for coming, Darren. So, uh, let's set the stage first. So, since the modern app industry inception, the important metric app marketers and publishers have been focusing on was getting installs, new users for their apps. Then it turned out that getting your app installed wasn't even half of the win. Your real challenge is to retain these people's attention, make sure they do continue to use your app over time, and not just disappear after a day or two. Or to play on the famous quote, retain or not retain, that's the question. So today, Darren will share with us his firsthand experience of a dramatic increase of the Shell's app retention rate. But before doing that, let's talk about you, Dan, first. Uh, Tell us about yourself. How did you get involved into digital marketing? Yeah, so I've been involved in in digital and and marketing and and delivery for uh, sort of over 20 years. So I've been at Shell. I'm, I'm, I'm a sort of independent consultant, if you like, focused on digital transformation, marketing, delivery, call it you mm-hmm. know, one of those things. Yeah, my background spans sort of 20 years. I've been at sort of a number of sort of top blue chip companies like Shell, Telegraph, London Stock Exchange, Skype, and a, and a number of sort of various sort of digital agencies stroke boutiques. And I kind of fell into it initially back in 98. Um, I was at London Stock Exchange and um, I wanted to be a trader, you know, mm. in the city. Why not? It's an you know, interesting job. Um, and I was exactly. in the uh, sort of marketing area and the sort of trading role came up. And another role um, as we were sort of as initializing the uh, – the website it was going for a redesign at that point. It had three pages. And wow, impressive! Like it had an Excel list of firms that were trading on the exchange, and a couple of documents of, of regulations. And you know, I kind of thought, despite wanting to be a trader, you know, let's go down this new road. Of course, everything was quite new at that point. So took the, uh, the sort of internet web role, and that's how it's just just grown from there. Really, we sort of the web grew from the three pages to you know, thousands of pages in, in six, seven years I was there. We went through a number of redesigns and, and delivery of a number of sort of information products that were sort of marketed out to sort of institutional investors, banks, companies, etc. So that's where it all started. And then after that, I sort of went freelance and, and sort of worked at the Telegraph, obviously uh, online and managing that their sort of web propositions and a, a number of sort of agencies within London. Then for the last 10 years, I moved into Shell to help with their digital proposition, launched the first Shell app in, in 2010, which at that point was just a station locator. And over those 10 years, it's matured, you know, to be loyalty in your hand with with paying for fuel at, at forecall. So, um, yeah, it's been, been quite a journey, a long journey. Grey hairs are there now, if you like. So. Uh, <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. So, you know, the internet from its baby steps, right? Late 90s. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so let's segue to the app, to the Shell app itself. Tell us about the app, what it does now. Yeah, so the Shell app is a global app. So, you know, as, as Shell, obviously global, Shell itself is in sort of many, many countries. And our Shell app is available in sort of 30 plus. And within those markets, we sort of manage it globally. So all the features and functionalities are then localized by local marketing teams, etc. So it's quite a complex app if you want, but it isn't the same in every market. It has different features and different variations in these markets. So uh, you can imagine developing that out from a sort of global platform and then being able to sort of set up sort of toolkits, et cetera, that enable local marketing teams to take the ownership, run marketing campaigns, to use it as a you know, the CRM tool to bring through uh, that value for them. Um, as I said, the app's been going for 10 years. It's predominantly a loyalty app that with that comes mobile payments where you can pay for your fuel at the forecourt without having to go into the store. You think at times like this with COVID, you know, a pretty pretty useful feature, right? So, so that, that, that's the app as it was today. It's been through quite a journey. It's had a lot of other features that have been in there um, and, and been stripped out as well. So, um, but no, at the moment, it is um, a utility for loyalty to bring forth football to the forecourt. Yeah, and, and keep our loyalty customers. All right. So 10 years has been a long time. Yeah, it's uh, even outside the app industry, it's a long period of time. But, you know, in the digital space, it sounds like, a, you know, a generation. What has been the biggest challenge for you as an app marketer promoting the app through this period of time? Yeah, I think um, the biggest challenge has been, obviously, we run this globally. So as new, you know, we have new features that have come in. And when we sort of develop those new features, we need to get the local market spying of that. They, you know, ultimately we can put a feature out, but if a local market yeah. isn't, you know, they own the app, if they're not going to take the feature that's there um, and the toolkits that are provided to then go and market that, um, then, you know, it, 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 it loses the value, it loses its worth. Um, so crucially, you know, you've got to develop features that are, that part of the overall strategy and that marketeers in the local markets are able to go and integrate that with their, uh, you know, their local campaigns. So the team of this interview retention, and I know that you managed to increase their retention dramatically. So can you talk about at what point did you manage to increase their retention and how exactly did you do that? Yeah. So, I mean, I probably need to give a bit of the background into the app. So, sure. you know, as I said, we launched in 2010 and it was a station locator in the first instance. And we added loyalty a year or so after that. As time went by, we had started to add more and more features. We had a sort of drive feature. Um, you've probably seen it, some of the insurance companies, et cetera. So you drive from A to B um, and the app will track how, uh, how, how, fast you're accelerating or, or how harsh you're braking and will then therefore give you a score as your driving efficiency. Um, really neat and, you know, great, great feature. Um, you know, we added this, then we had other, other features like uh, sort of badges where, you know, depending on how you drive, you can earn rewards, etc. but they were mainly sort of trophies and that sort of thing. 
Um, we had all sorts of 360 interactive videos. We had vehicle maintenance sections where, you know, you can track um, what lubricants put in your vehicle or sort of when your service is due, tax, etc. cetera. Um, mm -hmm. Ultimately, what we ended up with was, you know, an app that had, you know, seven or eight features. You know, you're throwing in your core of loyalty and payments there and, and, and suddenly, you know, the customer loses track of what, you know, what is this app for me? And then likewise, our local marketing, because they, you know, local marketeers, they can't market all of that. You know, how, how do they, it just confuses, it becomes noise, right? So we ended up with an application that, that had, um, you know, quite low sort of retention and, and user rate. So, you know, we started to analyze, you know, obviously we have a hunch with all these things going in and us pretty much sort of implementing things, moving on to the next without sort of optimizing, which is key. Right. If you've got a feature yeah. out, you've got to keep optimizing. Um, so we got to a point uh, in 2018 and we said, well, you know, you need to look at this. What, what is working? What is not? Um, so we kind of like drew a line. You know, we looked to uh, develop the strategy. We worked out what features were useful, what wasn't, what could kind of be put back on the shelf. You know, as I say, these features, they weren't bad features. They just weren't optimized in the right way with the right customer experience. Um, and as a result, we wasn't seeing the the, the value or retention. Okay. So in 2018, we um, we looked to sort of strip out a lot of the app that that wasn't um, sort of performing, or we wasn't going to invest in the optimization. And we wanted to make it a real nice, um, clear sort of reason to use for our customers. So by analysing the data and behaviour of of users. We carried out a lot of uh, qualitative sort of research with our customers. And as a result of all of that, we developed a strategy around, you know, it's a payments and loyalty utility app. It's about being on the go for the customers. And it coincided with a, a relaunch in the UK of um, a whole new brand, new um, loyalty program, Shellgo Plus. And Shellgo Plus is a loyalty program that was launched in 2019 that was based around visits. So each time you visit Shell and, and be it that you, you refill with your fuel or you uh, sort of go into the store and, and buy some of the convenient retail product, you earn a visit accordingly. And you start to build up your visits and at the end of each, every 10 visits, you get a, you know, a nice fuel reward. Alongside that, you sort of get some surprise delight offers, you know, just free coffee or, or sort of build up to get you know, Lucasades or anything like that. So there's a whole new proposition. Um, it was also a mobile sort of first proposition. So we wanted to drive users to the mobile uh, using a digital card. Um, the previous scheme was about, it was a physical card mainly. Yeah? So people had to go into the forecourt, pick up a physical card, then sort of register that sort of outside of there in the app or whatever. So with the new campaign, it was very much mobile first. So this is where we really started to uh, increase our retention. I think, you know, before the program and the new app um, in the summer of 2018, we were on about 10% retention, yeah? And um, as a result of the new app that we launched, mobile first, so, you know, and, and, and the loyalty program with the new proposition, rewarding um, our customers for using Shell more often, 
um, we gradually started to increase that re retention. And, and uh, by the back end of last year, it was up to 67%. Six um, times you know, increase. It was, it was incredible. Yeah. I mean, within sort of two months of, of it launching, we quadrupled our, our sort of active user uh, numbers within the app. So, yeah, I mean, it was, um, you know, it's how we did it. It is, I'll put it down to, you know, the, the value of the loyalty program, i.e. the product, um, alongside the clean user experience of the app. So I guess the lesson is that if you see that your retention is falling, get back to the basics, uh, figure out what your users really need, and cut down everything else. Just keep in the uh, core proposition, make it really useful for them again, and they will come back. Exactly. Uh, but what's, um, what is important yeah, within that is, is using the data. You know, you've mm -hmm. got to be looking at the data of, of, of how it's being used by your customers and, and research. You know, that's the critical part. You can continue to then optimize. So gut feeling will not work. You have to rely on hard data. Otherwise, you will be lost. You do, yeah. Data and, and, and listening to your customers through research. So give us kind of a general strategy for how to improve app retention kind of summary. Uh, something you would suggest people to factor in once they start thinking how they can increase their attention back. Yeah, okay. So you need a decent product offering for one. You've got to have a good end-to-end -end experience focused on the customer then work through a decent uh, marketing strategy with campaigns. And then as a result of that, be analyzing how those campaigns are performing. So you can then sort of tweak, optimize that. So you know, you're targeting and retargeting in the right way. And also looking at the end-to-end -end analytics of performance within the app or, or the product that enables you to then go through that whole optimization life cycle. So, you know, nothing's ever perfect. Where do you mm -hmm. need to improve? Where do you need to enhance? And, you know, regularly sort of getting releases out that do that and then tracking, again, the performance to then further optimize. A-B testing and, and, and that sort of thing, you know, will help to uh, send you down that road. But, um, yeah, I think that, that those are the key elements, really. Let's build on that a little bit. Can you kind of lay out key elements uh, for establishing how popular your app? Obviously, things like ratings, uh, reviews in the App Store. But uh, what would you suggest to people to uh, work on when they're trying to figure out how app, their current popularity of their app? Yeah, I mean, we, we go by um, a handful of KPIs. And as you say, one of them is the app rating. Got a strong rating, then, you know, it's got that appeal as uh, people look in the app store. Um, beyond that is, is the retention, the key figure. You know, you know, if people are coming back and you've got a high number of people, you're doing a good job. And um, active usage. Um, and that's around sort of your uniques and your visits. So you can see how many of those are regularly coming back. So they're, the, they're some of the key points. But on top of that is, you know, the redemption around your sort of, um, sort of offers and, and rewards that uh, are going out there. All right, gotcha. Uh, now, none of us has a superhuman ability, so we have to use tools to be able to perform app marketing. So uh, what tools you were using to increase the app's retention? 
Yeah, so um, we obviously use the Adobe Suite with Campaign, etc., um, where we manage our sort of CRM. So uh, that enables us to sort of target and get the rewards out to our customers. Um, mm-hmm. We're using the uh, analytics to monitor our customer behavior in app, which obviously through that we can sort of pinpoint pain areas. You know, we use that to sort of gauge uh, some of our retention. Um, we are, you know, we're, we're sort of active in in talking to and replying and responding to our customers, be it in the app stores or via our call centers. That's critically important. You know, even if if there's, you know, a customer's having a negative experience yes. by having good customer service, you can, you know, really change that that that, that person's opinion. Um, Yes, yeah, so, so those those elements and um, you know some some good marketing really in terms of targeting and and uh, keeping people interested and back to the uh, product. I see. Uh, now uh, you mentioned that you stripped away some of the features from the app. So do you think it's important to be able to drop some of the features from the app, even if you invested significantly in those features? but they just don't resonate with app users. Like people uh, have this inclination to double down on their efforts because this is, you know, their work. They don't want to abandon it. And they, you know, kind of naturally try to add more features. And this is kind of reminds me of this situation with iTunes. It used to have books, movies, (laughs) music, apps, everything in (laughs) to the point when Apple decided to just drop some of those features out and just leave the core features in. So, what do you think about this you know, important step to actually strip away some of the features from the app? Yeah, I, mean, I think um, at the end of the day, you've got to look at what the customers want. And, you know, with time, you know, you're never going to get everything bang on. And sometimes you sort of put investment behind certain sort of features or, or technologies if you want to, you know, at the end of the day, they, they don't, just don't quite work. I mean, you see it with a lot of brands mm-hmm. and I think you've got to be, um, you know, you've got to be looking at the data, and if it's if, if it's not working, then you've got to cut it. I mean, it's uh, or, or not necessarily if if it's not working in the way it is. You know, do you invest more to optimize it? You know, to to make it work. But um, you know, there, there's never a, a, a bottomless pit to to do everything right. But uh, the important thing is that that sort of end to end customer experience, and you give them what they want rather than you know something you think they want or you've invested in something, so you've got to keep going with that. Absolutely. Uh, now, I've got a few questions for you that I'm actually asking the guests to picture, uh, to get a you know, broader picture of who they are. And these are the questions. So are you iOS or Android person? iOS. I do have Android, but I'm predominantly iOS. All right. Do you remember your first mobile phone? Yeah, I think it was a Nokia, late 90s, 97, 98. I think yeah, a lot of us had Nokias back then. So, <laughs> Yeah, people gravitate to give this answer. That was a you know, superstar back in the day. Back to this day, what is your favorite app now and why? So I'm a keen sort of sportsman, athlete. Um, so Strava is is the app for me you know what i mean I see. it's logging swimming cycling running and it's data heaven 
yeah, and when you're sort of, you know, got a passion for these sports and you log everything, analyze the ins and outs of every session, Strava is just, yeah, amazing. Cool. cool. Uh, <laughs> when you look at the apps on your phone, what kind of technologies are you waiting for that will trickle in and make it, you know, more efficient for you? What are you waiting for in terms of app technologies? Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of technologies, I think, and, and, and certainly is, is how APIs are utilized more, right? So, you know, we're all looking at a focus of using sort of, Uh, sort of branded apps, et cetera, and for organizations. But how do you develop good APIs that can then sort of integrate your products, et cetera, into, into apps that are, you know, popular and, and, and already there in people's hands, you know? I think that's, that's the real uh, nugget for the future is to, you know, how, how organizations and companies start to uh, utilize that and, 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 you know, develop the best platform for those. I see. Uh, well, that was my last question. But before I let you go, how can people know more about what you do? So I'm on LinkedIn, so I can easily be found there. Um, I've, I've got a, a, a website that's out there, www.lastcons.com. But yeah, LinkedIn, happy for anyone to reach out to me there. Great. Thanks for your, for your time and coming on our podcast, Darren. Thank you. Yeah, not a problem. Thanks very much, John. Thank you. Bye-bye. And that was Darren Last, Digital Transformation Consultant at Shell. To listen to more episodes, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Just search for Business of Apps and you will be able to find us easily. Once you subscribe, you will get new episodes on your smartphone, tablet, or computer as soon as we release them. And please, don't forget to leave us a review and comment. It is highly appreciated. And all episodes will also be available on businessofapps.com. See you next week. This is the Business of Apps podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders of the global app industry and the world's fastest growing apps. You can find more app news, data, and analysis over at businessofapps.com. Thank you for listening to the Business of Apps podcast. For more, head on over to businessofapps.com.